0: eyes of our hearts are open tonight, that our ears are widely open to hear from you. Lord, I thank you that you'll speak to us through your word. You'll give us revelation. We thank you for the Holy Spirit that is the revealer of the word to us tonight, and he opens up new ways and thoughts and ideas that we've not seen before. We thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. (laughs) Praise God. And so as I was saying, prayer is not a monologue, but it's a dialogue. And so God wants to talk to us just as we go to him and talk to him about things in our life. But let's go over to Jeremiah chapter 29. We're going to start there. Jeremiah chapter 29, verse 11. says, uh, for I know the thoughts that I think toward you, says the Lord. So God, the, the Lord has thoughts towards us. He thinks about us. It, they're thoughts of peace, not of evil. They are thoughts that give us a future and a hope. <laughs> Praise the Lord. So God thinks about us. He thinks about our life. He has thoughts about it. He has thoughts about us, what we need to do, a purpose for our life. But we have to know those thoughts, right, for them to manifest and for us to see them. God can say all day long, I, I think I have all these thoughts about you. They're good. They're not evil. They're to give you a future. They're to give you a hope. They're everlasting hope. But if I don't know those thoughts, they don't affect my life. I just go about my life, living my life as I thought, think that I should. But when I find out the thoughts that God has toward me, it opens up a new life. So if you go over just a couple of pages to Jeremiah 33, 3, Says, call to me and I will answer you. And I'll show you great and mighty things which you do not know. So we're going to tie that. Call into me. God's saying that He's not trying to keep them from you, but they are things that you have to find out from Him. <laughs> he doesn't just automatically tell you everything. But you have to have the desire to say, God, you're the one that knows. Not my friend or my neighbor, not the magazine outside, not the news, not the TV shows. But God knows our future, our purpose, and the thoughts for our life. And so we have to go to him to find those out for them to affect our life. So let's go over to 1 Corinthians chapter 2. Praise the Lord. 1 Corinthians chapter 2. You know, there's so many revelations in the word of God. If you want to find out about Jesus, all you have to do is get into the word. There's revelations in God's word or about Jesus. And if I, if I ask every one of you, well, what has Jesus done, been to you? Or what has he done for you? Or uh, what has he brought you out? Or just who is he to you? We'd get all different answers. But there'd be one thing that we'd probably get, and that is love. <laughs> because every time God helps you out or brings you through something or ministers to you, you can't help but know his love and feel his love toward you and for you. But the revelation of Jesus, you know, you, you probably hear in Christ, you know, who I am in Christ. And, you know, a pastor gets up a lot and speaks about who you are because of what Jesus did. Everything, you've been resurrected with Jesus. And you probably hear it if you've been to another church or if you've seen <laughs> seen ministers on TV. Well, sometimes we can just let that kind of go in one ear and out the other, and yeah, who I am, and, you know, praise God. Yeah, I'm I'm seated with Him, I'm seated with Jesus. But the minute we leave church, we forget all about it, <laughs> and we forget where we're seated, <laughs> and we forget that who Jesus is is really who I am. If Jesus is love, then I am love. And I might say, well, I'm not really walking in love a whole lot. I've been real mean to everybody in my home, and I just really don't like people. And I'm not saying that's me, but, you know, so I could say, well, I'm not like that. But if I've asked Jesus in my heart, I have that in me. So I can be like that. And so it's kind of like a coin. Um, I had him go and get me a coin because I didn't get one. But, you know, on a coin you have the heads. And tails, you probably played that game. Okay, pick heads or tails. <laughs> flip the coin. But a coin has two sides to it, but it's one coin. But you have the head side. So say that's Jesus. This is who Jesus is on this side. But everything Jesus is, you flip the coin, I am. So we're on the other side of the coin. And so everything that Jesus He paid the price for my healing. Jesus is the healer. So therefore, on the other side, I'm already healed because Jesus is the healer. So it's been revealed. It's revelation to me that I am the healed of the Lord. Like I said, love, God, Jesus is love. So the revelation is that I am love just as Jesus is love. But there's so many other things in the word that Jesus is. But because of what Jesus did, I was raised with him. That's the whole purpose of him being raised again. So that we could be raised with him and seated on, on high in heavenly places with him. But we must stay in that atmosphere or that um, mindset and walk it out. But when we come into prayer, a lot of times we're trying to pray as the someone that's way below down here and and uh, life has defeated me and life is trampling over me and I can't see the light of day. And so we try to pray from that place down here and we don't we don't even have God's thoughts because we don't we're not even thinking as the word we're thinking of this some other person out in the world. And then we step over here and we want God to do something. And we want him to do it right now. But we're not even where God is. And we're trying to get the God who is to do something on my behalf. And God's saying, just come up a little higher. And I can work with it. (laughs) Or work with you. And we can get things done. And so it's really important for us to be in the word (laughs) in prayer. You must take the word with you into prayer. You can't pray without the word. If you try to pray without the word, then you don't have anything to stand on. And so when you're praying, it don't matter what you're praying about or what you're praying for. you would be praying for your church. But the more you have scriptures and the word of God underneath you, it, it gives you confidence and power in your praying. Because now I know who I am. What I have, what belongs to me, devil, get out of here. Take your hands off, just like he said, take your hands off my money. Because it's my money. (laughs) It's what belongs to me. God said he'd supply my every need. And so it is rightfully mine. Take your hands off of my church. The Bible says that the gates of hell, Jesus said the gates of hell will not prevail against his church. We're part part of his church. Amen. So we'll go over to 1 Corinthians chapter 2. You probably are there. I'm almost there. <laughs> and we're going to start in verse 7. But we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery. We just read a scripture over Jeremiah about the mysteries. The hidden wisdom which God ordained before the ages for our glory. That never stuck out to me before. When I read it this morning, I thought, I went back and read it again. I said, that says for our glory. It doesn't say for his glory, for (laughs) our glory. That wisdom is for us to know for our glory so that we can live a glorious life, which none of the rulers of this age knew. For had they known, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. But as it is written, I has not seen nor ear heard nor have entered into the heart of a man the things which God has prepared for those who love him but God has revealed them to us so God's not hiding his mysteries he's letting us know there are mysteries of wisdom but you have to find, you have to come to me to find them them out but I'll let you know and they will they're concerning your life. And it says I has not seen them. Ear has not So there there are things that I have not seen. There are things that I haven't even heard of yet for my life. <laughs> That's just <is> so awesome. <laughs> that God is so vast that even at in our 40s, almost 50, <laughs> I always have to count you in there. <laughs> I'm on the Early side, and he's on the later side. <laughs> so we just kind of group it all together. Even at this age, there are things that I don't even know about my life that God wants to reveal to me because it's my life. He don't, He's not going to reveal them to Sharon when it's about my life. He may so she can pray for me. <laughs> but he wants me to know them. Praise God. But God has revealed them to us. Through his spirit. So the Holy Spirit is the revealer of revelation. The Holy Spirit is going to reveal to me what I need to know. For the Spirit searches all things. Yes, the deep things of God. For what man knows the things of a man. Except the spirit of the man which is in him. Even so, no one knows the things of God except the spirit of God. The Holy Spirit is the revealer. Now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God, that we might know the things that have been freely given to us. So why do we have the Holy Spirit? So we will know the things that have been freely given to us by Jesus. These things we also speak, not in words which man's wisdom teaches, but which the Holy Spirit teaches, comparing spiritual things with spiritual. But the natural man does not receive the things of the spirit of God, For they are foolishness to him. Nor can he know them because they are spiritually discerned. But he who is spiritual judges all things, yet he himself is rightly judged by no one. So the wisdom of God, the wisdom of God is always. New ways of thinking, new ways of doing, new ways of moving. It says that we've not seen them or heard of them yet. New ways. So God's trying to bring us into a new way of thinking, a new way of doing things. And if you ever looked at God's wisdom, it said there that the wisdom of God is foolishness to the world. And I, you know, I I thought about it for a minute. Like, well, isn't wisdom wisdom? You know, like there's there's a worldly wisdom that people, you know, pride themselves and being wise in money or wise in making good decisions. And that is all. I mean, you need that. It'll save your life a lot having some good wisdom. And so. But God's wisdom was sometimes so far out there, but it had never been thought of yet. I'll give you some examples. <clears throat> when uh, you're, I just, we just talked about this story over in the women's conference, but there was a woman that her husband had died, and she was in debt. She had no money, but she had two sons. Now, this is back in the day. And so the, the creditor uh, is coming to your house to get your sons to be slaves for that day. And, I mean, oh, dear Lord, what am I going to do? And what what does God tell her to do? (laughs) Don't go get money, but he tells her to go get as many pots as you can. Everywhere, he said, just get them, bring them, bring them. He said, don't talk to anybody, just go get them and bring them in. She brings them in, and the man of God, had oil for every pot, and when the oil stopped, there were no more pots, and she thought there was more, and her son said, there's no more. Now, isn't that kind of weird Uh, for for someone to come up to you and say, I want to pray for you. Oh, hey, hold on a minute. I want to spit in the dirt and get that in, make some mud in my hands and put that on your eye. But there was a miracle there. There are so many, there's five loaves and two fish. You got a multitude of people and you need to feed all these people. And you're like five loaves and two little pieces of bread or, you know, five little fish. And you want me to feed all them? Yep. Let's pray. There was a miracle, but it was unknown. It wasn't something that was known. (laughs) But the wisdom of God came and because it was a different way. They knew that it was God and they trusted the miracle that was there because they trusted God. So it shows me they had relationship with God. That whatever he said, they're like, all right, let's do it. And so there was miracles there. Godly wisdom. (laughs) So God has revealed this wisdom to us by the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. So God is always about bringing new thoughts, new ways, and new things. His wisdom is in those mysteries, but it brings new thoughts, new ways, and new things. And we can say it actually like this, in God's word, there's new thoughts, (laughs) there's new ways of doing things, and there's new things that we haven't seen before, but it's in the word. And so the more we get into the Word, the more we stay in the Word, we see those new ways, those new things of doing. Praise God. So let's go over to Matthew chapter 11. Everybody doing okay? (laughs) Can break out the fans. (laughs) Good, good. Matthew chapter 11. Verse 27, 1127. This is Jesus speaking here. All things have been delivered to me by my father, and no one knows the son except the father, nor does anyone know the father except the son and the one to whom the son wills to reveal him. Look at verse 28. Come to me all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. So first he says, come to me. He just says, come. (laughs) Come to me, and I'll I'll give you rest. You ever been so busy in your mind that you're just frantic almost, trying to figure it out on your own, or maybe just, you're just all in your head, (laughs) all those thoughts. And it just doesn't give you rest. But he just said, just come. Just come to me. Father, I'm here. I'm coming. I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. So he's not talking about like the the yoke like with animals. But when you search this out, it's actually talking about uh, back in the rabbi, it's a rabbi yoke, but it's doctrinal platform, doctrinal teaching. And so what he's saying, because look, he just said, learn from me. I never saw that before. Learn, take my yoke up on you and learn from me. So what he's saying is, take my ways, my word my ways of doing things, my doctrine, take that upon you. There's only one way to take that upon you, to get it, read it, get into it, and let it soak in you. And there's all kinds. We won't go through all the scriptures, but it says meditate on the word day and night so that you may make your way prosperous and have good success. So it all kind of twines together. <laughs> God's kind of awesome that way. (laughs) You find one scripture and then you find another one that kind of goes with it. And you're like, wow, that's so good. (laughs) God's like, yeah, because I'm wise. (laughs) I'm all knowing. (laughs) I'm the all wise one. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. For I am gentle and lowly in heart and you will find rest for your souls. In this day and age, we need rest because the Bible says, We are in this world, but we are not of this world. And uh, more than ever before, we are not of this world. Not their system, not their thought life, not the ways they do things. He says, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. My yoke is easy and my burden is light. So all God is saying is, come talk to me. Just come talk to me about it. I had trouble with my job. Just come talk to me about it. My marriage, my kids. I'm just struggling in life. Come come to me. <laughs> Let's go in the word. Let's get the right way of thinking. A new way of thinking. So that we can move in the right direction together. And so a lot of this is, this has a lot to do with Prayer. Just coming to God, talking to God, that is prayer. (laughs) It's a simple uh, definition of prayer is communicating with God (laughs) and he communicates with you. But the more I'm in the word, the more I see myself as he sees me. Because now I'm starting to see that I look like him. But if I'm not in the word, I only see myself. Maybe from the family I came in, came from, maybe uh, how I identify with my job, maybe I'm failing at this in my life or that. And so I identify with the failure more than I identify with who I am in God. And so then when I go to pray, I feel like a failure, and so I go to God as a failure, and God doesn't see me as a failure. So he's almost probably like, "Well, who are you? You're not my child." <laughs> You're not the one that I knew or no? You're not the one that I sent Jesus to die for. Where is that child? <laughs> no. But whoever Jesus is, I am. And so we're taking <clears throat> his yoke upon us and we're learning. We'll just stop there tonight. And then um, if he'll let me keep going next week, I guess. <laughs> So we'll go into it a little more next Wednesday night. But we, we're we learning to take his yoke upon us. And a real easy way of doing that is just, <laughs> you know, you ever come to a praise and worship? Or, you know, when you come to church and you're, you know, Jordan and Jacqueline and the team are up there. And, I mean... All the kids and everything. You could be in a really ticked off mood. People come into church and you kind of see it on them when they come. And you think, well, praise the Lord. It's going to be a good day for you. (laughs) High five. (laughs) God is so good. (laughs) But the minute the music starts, it's like something changes in the atmosphere. And that burden and that yoke begins to be easy, doesn't it? Or that whatever I brought in with me, It's like not even a thought now. So it's a kind of an example when we start getting into the presence of God and we start, God, I love you. I worship you, Lord. I love you because of who you are, what you're what you've done in me. All those songs we're singing to him. I'm not singing it to the neighbor next to me. So when I begin to worship him, my eyes change their focus. So there my heart changes its focus and it becomes on him. And it's like I can breathe again. <laughs> so that it becomes light and easy in those moments. And so that's what we're talking about. Just staying in those moments. We say it like that. But staying in the word, staying with God, and then praying from that place. Amen. Praise God. Do you want to He's just kind of sitting there I'm like
1: <laughs> well no that that was so awesome. I mean that wow, wow, I mean, just with what you shared, it just it made me want to pray, and that's what teaching on prayer ought to do. It ought to inspire you to pray, and it ought to be begin to stir your heart that God, there's more. And and when when you talked about the yoke and just, my yoke is easy, and I'm thinking, how many of us, and I think you kind of said it, but how many of us have ever gotten to that place where you just like, forget it, just forget it, and you just want to chuck it all? We all have come to those places, but really, that's kind of the place where God wants us to get to. It's like, I just chuck it all, and let's just go with God. And that's where the yoke becomes easy. We've been feeling the burden of things. And that's where we're like, God, I just want to chuck it. It's like, all right, about time. And therefore getting over into prayer. And man, you just talked about things, new new things, new ways, new ideas. It's like, because, you know, again, just from a pastor's perspective, you look around and think, some things just aren't working. We've done some things like we've always done before and, Done the church thing, but some things just aren't working. You know what I mean? And and again, just things. And so it's like, okay, God, there's some new things that can work and have greater impact, greater empowerment, greater anointings, setting people free, reaching people, whatever. And so I'm, I'm excited for just the weeks ahead. So, man, that was awesome. Praise God. Well, did you survive the heat? Did you do okay? Come on. Well, when it's preaching that good, you just you for, you forget about it. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Amen. Well, praise God. Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for what you're doing, Lord. God, I just thank you that you're birthing just a spirit of prayer on the inside. God, that's one of those things that has has been laid down and has been and has been lacking. And it's those things that we've been talking to you about, that God, we we need that spirit of prayer, getting back to a place of prayer, raising up prayers that will get into the presence of God and pray things out. Hidden things, secret things, the wisdom and the revelation of God. The things that are are so sensitive that you need individuals that you can trust. And so God, we pray that you'll begin to use us in some significant ways that we'll pray out the things of God and that God, it will it'll begin to move things forward in Jesus' name. So God, we pray for these individuals that you'll bless them through the remainder of the week and their holiday weekend in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, hopefully we'll see you Sunday.